You have a time machine. It can only make one trip. What do you do with it and why? Ooh. I might just go back a week. Because I feel like if I go back several years, I alter the timeline too much. But I can make a lot of money with a week. <laughs> I can take some data and just do some little trading within a week's knowledge of where the the market goes and stuff and still live this reality and just next time you see me I have like a big diamond and gold necklace with my name on it you just want to be here casually. with lots more money yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Under Matter. I'm Shane Moss with my friend Ramin Nazer. Mm -hmm. We're doing a first episode. We're always experimenting on this show, but especially uh, New Year's was a time to start trying out some new ideas. This is a Q&A episode, a little bit different than the topic episode where we go on Patreon, have people suggest topics. This one... We also put on Instagram and we just thought, ask us any questions you'd like. It doesn't have to be a whole big topic and philosophical this and that for an entire show. It can be, but you can ask us whatever. And we got fantastic questions. I have to say, like, maybe better questions than the topics even. And we like the topics as well. So we're doing, I already know we're doing two episodes of this without even recording this first one. I I can already tell it's going to be good. Um, so thanks everyone on the Instagram mind under matter social and for Patreon people for writing in. I have a fun um, story about this already. Keep it up. Um, so I was going on Instagram. We got a bunch of fun questions in the comments section and one of them is is something along the lines of if there is like one thing that you could just like get through to everyone on earth what would it be or something like that i forget we'll have to give that person a plug um but so i was like you know what i've been putting off this thing where i've meant to just like sit in front of a camera by myself and just go through all of my thoughts on everything that's going on right now and like use it as a time to organize it and just like maybe not even publish it just get it out of my brain whatever i want to get COVID wise, or you mean out of my brain yeah yeah <laughs> pandemic wise but and and highlight like the the evolutionary underpinnings and make it about consciousness and not like throwing this publication versus that publication i start recording this thing it's going okay. I don't feel very comfortable recording um, by myself on camera. So that's part of it. I'm like, I'm probably just going to delete this whole thing. I'm recording and like, it's, it's, you know, I'm going back from the Big Bang to like the origin of life on Earth <laughs> when viruses started and some of the stuff we've talked about on the show. I'm like a half hour in. I'm too like, Sex just starting to evolve to switch up locks and and uh, the lock and key uh, immune system to outwit viruses, blah, blah, blah. Red queen effect stuff we've talked about on the show. And then I just start getting like foggy and I'm like not thinking as straight 
And I'm like, man, I only made it like 30 minutes and I'm already like, I can't, and I'm like getting in my head and I'm pausing. And then I just start getting like super tired and I'm still trying to talk through. And finally I'm just like, yeah, okay. I guess I'm just going to scrap this one. I'll have to take it again. And then afterwards I just had to lay down. I was like, man, I'm like, what is this? I'm not like mentally exhausted. I'm like foggy, but racy. I'm like, is this like hints of mania, which I'm always on the, it's like kind of zany kind of thinking and I'm foggy and I'm laying down and I'm like, oh man, this is, nothing's ever going to work out. Like uh, none of this, this is pointless that I'm doing this anyway. Everything that I do is a failure. It's all crumbling. And I'm like, and then I get to this part where I start having like a suicidal thought and I catch myself and I'm like, you know, I had this Patreon um, get together recently and someone on Patreon. Oh my gosh, I'm having a, anyway, my supporters know I don't remember names for shit, but one of my, (laughs) I'll, I'll plug it in an upcoming episode one of the patreon people that joined for game night had we talked about it in the bonus episode has a meditation uh, getting high meditation app uh that she's starting i'll I'll give it a plug in the future and she was telling me how like getting really uncomfortable while getting really high and getting okay with that it's like a benign violation that trains her for uncomfortable experiences in real life so when stressors happen in real life she's just like oh this is just discomfort and i'm moving through this and i start and she's like and you can apply it to real life and then (laughs) i start thinking that i'm like yeah i'm just uncomfortable right now and then i was like you know what you can just apply this to real life you don't have to be high for this to work and i go (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm high right now. I ate an edible like 45 <laughs> minutes ago and totally forgot. Because <laughs> I don't normally eat edibles. And it was a fast acting edible. Oh and you're trying God. to descri- uh, you're trying oh, to credibly describe high. you're trying to discredibly describe uh, what's all going of the on workings of the universe yeah yeah now did you get the idea From to do that post edit did you get the idea to record that post edible or pre-edible i think i i i had the idea before the edible and then and then i was the day before i'd had a headache and i had one of these fast acting five minute uh, or not five mi- five milligrams, super light, and it just relieved my headache, and I felt a little looser. So I was like, you know, I'm not necessarily sharing this with anyone. So what's it matter? I'll pop a little five milligrams is all. That's what a lightweight I am. I'm still high right now, not much, but um, but five milligrams, and then <laughs> I ate it, and then I just forgot. I just forgot that I had done that, <laughs> and then I hit record, and I was in the moment, and I just started. <laughs> And I just really spiraled out of control. And I was like, what what is even happening with my brain right now? This is crazy. Just totally forgot. That's that's amazing that it can do that to you and make you forget that you that you ate it. <laughs> Like you don't forget that you've been drinking. Maybe you do. I've I've never forgot. <laughs> So. Forget forget that I've been drinking. No, I don't think I ever. I don't. 
I don't think I've ever had that, but I I long to one day remember. <laughs> I um, so that's what happened um a couple hours ago, uh, to me. So I've already <laughs> been having fun, inspired by these questions. Yeah, my idea. Yeah, when was I joined like, the room, you already seemed to have a glow. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was having fun. Um, well, it's it's it was. Yeah. And and then it's funny, too, that like you can go from feeling like everything's falling apart to being like, oh, I'm just high right now. And then that makes everything okay. I feel like we're a little out of sync. You and I? I think I feel we're out of sync um, just audio wise. Mm. Should I hit stop? Like, like, say, uh, reply to my sentence as soon as I'm done saying it. Okay. okay. How many bananas am I holding? You're holding zero bananas in your hand. Yeah, see, that took a minute. Really? But you got the question, you got the question right. Okay, how many, how many <laughs> oranges are on my finger? Zero. Okay, that was quick. I think we're re-synced again, but it was just this weird pocket of, like, when I would reply to something that you were saying, then it's like you had already started another oh. sentence, and then when you were replying to me, it was like a delay, so I wanted to make sure okay. that we're not um, experiencing, like, a 10-second delay between uh, conversations, we... especially because people believe we're in the same room when we record this, I know. which we are. We're it, in the same it's, room. It's... It's amazing how well the system works that we were able to, and theoretically, I'll be able to travel around, do other things and whatever else, and we'll still be able to have this. And usually it's better. Can you, like, if we have a studio, that means we both need to drive to a studio and suck it. Oh, like, oh my God, compared to what we do now. Oh, that's the other thing that happened. So I have, uh, I have the meet up with some Patreon people. Um, and, uh, for gay night. Yeah. And, and so it's, it was actually like, a an ideas share. Just everyone come in with their ideas. Mm. Elizabeth, um, uh, Repressa. I wish I could remember her her uh, app name that she's building. But anyway, um, I was telling people because I, I we were supposed to record shortly after, so I was like, I got to wrap up. Like, uh, if it ends up running a little late, it's fine. Usually, like Ramin and I love pushing things back an hour. Like the next day, we're always like, whenever someone's like, you want to do tomorrow instead? We're always like, yes. Yeah, punt it. <laughs> punt it. Kick kick the can down the street. Kick it over to the neighbor's house. And, and within 10 minutes of me saying that, you texted me going, hey, could we do tomorrow instead? <laughs> so it was a fun moment nice um all do right. you know what that that happened once with us while we were we, we were watching yellow jackets on showtime and mm. we really wanted to see what happens at the end of it but there was like 15 minutes left and we were about to record in one minute and then with one minute to spare <laughs> like as i'm getting ready to go walk to the computer you texted me like hey can we do tomorrow and i'm like the show is back on and we got to watch what happened yeah it's uh and catherine's it's, not even 
uh, she's not even phased by it. It's just yeah. like, no, I'm telling you, the universe is magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're doing. Uh, we're, we're, this is how it's gonna work. We we got uh, we had people ask questions on both the Instagram. Basically, we're we're trying to get you guys to check out the Instagram page um, for Mind Under Pod because we're real proud of it because we show a bunch of clips. So maybe you listen to a whole episode, but you want to see a couple highlight clips with some animation. We put a ton of work into it. And I would say we've been really kind of kicking ass. That's that's one area of uh, Mind Under Matter where I'm really happy with the following that we have on there and it continues to grow pretty quickly. So thank you guys. Um, I'll be happy when it's at 500K. Yeah, uh, <laughs> till then um, sad face to the people without the video and then yeah uh, and then we wanted to plug our Patreon supporters and give them a little control over the show so uh, we're going to do a Patreon question and then an Instagram question and back and forth like that we're going to do a bonus episode that you can check out for February's after this and uh, that's going to be the show it's our first time doing this why don't you since I've been blabbing so much and I already got a fun story in do you want to uh, start things off with an Instagram question sure um... and I'd say if they're short then like start with short can, no no i would say if they are short then we can do like a couple we'll just feel it out and then if there's one that takes up the whole episode that's fine too mm. i know there's a bunch okay. of real good ones they're all really good it's yeah. tough to pick i'm trying to see if i should pick a, a serious one or uh a funny one because there was one that was clearly a funny one they weren't like they hit me with they the funny one all right i'm finding it here me and a couple of friends are keeping track of how many hot dogs we eat this year as a New Year's resolution. Yeah. How many hot dogs do you think you have eaten in your Man. lifetime? It's such a good question. Like, that's that's it a is. fantastic question. It's harder than guessing the amount of gumballs in the, the gumball machine or the, <laughs> the jelly beans in the big jar. It's like, hmm, well, I had like, I probably had 14 last year, but then I probably had a lot of them when I was 12, but I didn't have very many when I was 20. So if I average it out, I want to say, um, uh, I'm going to do a little bit <laughs> of uh, the calculator here. out. Uh-oh. Uh, ten, the big bet, old school pink seven, calculator is out. I'm going to say 740. 740? In my life, yeah. I think I think that I had... See, I'm, I must be wrong. Because my first guess was 500. 500 on the dot. Um, uh, give or take 50. Okay. Fair enough. But... I remember eating raw hot dogs as a Why? kid. Did you eat? Did you do that? I that snuck a, a slice in. Like, did you ever make a pizza where the <laughs> the pepperoni is like sliced hot dogs, like a very rudimentary kids pizza? Uh huh. Um, yeah, I would sometimes sneak one of those in and be like, "It's fine. These are pre cooked or something, right? Right." <laughs> but but I never I never would just chomp on a raw one. Um, my mom made me very afraid of raw food and not that she was wrong, but like, you know, yeah. any kind of raw meat was like there's salmon salmonella and you know what happens if you get salmonella salmonella and it was, stays on. Yeah. <laughs> that was all the rage when we were kids. 
It was. Kids have to deal with COVID now. <laughs> we had huge salmonella scares when we were kids. It was everything. It was the only thing yeah. that could kill you back then. Was it? Yeah. There, about- well, no. There was like you could get in a van um, and you had to look both ways before crossing the street. But salmonella Falling off was the jungle big, gym. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess there was a lot of ways. I liked the I liked the um, freezer in a. Did you ever hear that one? Freezer in a in a junkyard. When I was a kid, they had a PSA. <laughs> it was like, don't go into the freezer uh, in the junkyard. <laughs> yeah, because you might. It's like it'd be like a scene of kids playing in a junkyard, and one goes and plays hide and seek in a freezer, <laughs> and like the latch comes off or whatever, and then they can't get him out, and he suffocates oh, in the freezer. Funny. And that was a thing. It wasn't don't play in a junkyard. It was when you're playing in a junkyard, which happens often in childhood. Don't. I was climb disappointed in a we didn't have one. <laughs> Were you, were you disappointed at the the amount of things that weren't in your childhood that you saw in cartoons, such I, as Junkyard? And yeah. I mean, I had a forest and stuff, but I didn't. And then you're watching Hey Arnold or something, and you're like, oh, I wish I lived in New York City and I could just walk down the street to the jazz club instead of there's just there's like the next house is like a five minute walk this way. And then there's a house there and that's kind of it. And there's yeah. a. There's a Arby's and a Target, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that junkyards were just out in the open, and it would just fill you with wonder. Like, you got to go, <laughs> No, I never, I, never, go I, never, I never went to a junkyard, but that was always the idea, that you could just yeah. go and climb in a junkyard. Like, wow, what would that be like, playing around in junk? Yeah, become an inventor. <laughs> I call this the compopulator. It compopulates. It's still a prototype. (laughs) We ate lots of raw hot dogs just right out of the pack, gobbling down a cold hot dog. Why, though? Why wouldn't you cook the bastard? (laughs) It just tasted so good for whatever. This is like four years old. This is what they're feeding us. Oh, okay. Especially my my babysitter. Um and then, uh, yeah, it's cheap, easy, and it's just like, you know, but hot dogs were like, look, it's just packed full of healthy nutrients that a growing boy <laughs> needs. Just slide one of those protein tubes out of there and eat it raw. Yeah. Then when I was in, and then growing up, there was a, did you, did you have Coney Island? Where Did I have it? No. Um, what do you mean? Oh, the the restaurant. The restaurant no. Coney Island. I was going to say, like, did I have the New York City Island nearby? Uh, no. no, Coney Island is a restaurant that would have, a, and they had these. They still do. They're still in business. They'd have these great chili dogs, and you'd go and get a double chili dog with cheese. I had a lot of those, and I had a buddy. Uh, Ryan Reister that I went to high school with that got a job there when we were in high school and it was in the mall and he used to always sneak us hot dogs and free sodas and stuff and I was like yeah that's a fucking hookup you can just go to the mall and get free chili dogs (laughs) 
There was always a friend that loved to flex like that, and not that I'm saying they shouldn't have, but you don't ask them for the free pretzel, but they're still like, hey, come on. And then they hand you like three pretzels. You're like, I didn't even want one. And you might get fired, but they have to, sh- they have to show that they are capable of giving away the free stuff. Uh, the hookup. Movie theater hookups were great because you're saving like $28. <laughs> Uh, I, um, yeah. So I, I think, I think 500 cause I asked if brats were included in the hot dog thing and they aren't, I guess. And there's a lot of brats in Wisconsin. So, um, but yeah, the person that asked that is from Cincinnati and Cincinnati is just covered in hot dogs. It's just the whole city's built on yeah? nice. hot dogs and spaghetti, um, uh, skyline chili in Cincinnati it's like a chili on spaghetti and then what's the stupid thing that they put in it that they're like oh it's a secret recipe they put cinnamon on it and they're like cinnamon? it's a secret they put what it's cinnamon it's just cinnamon oh i and, guessed right oh yeah. that's funny and then it's like <laughs> that's their that's their secret someone <laughs> cracked the code eventually Um, Other cities, it's funny that, not that I can take credit for New York or Los Angeles, I'm just a stupid idiot that currently lives in it, but I love that the other cities, they like, it's like they they search for the identity, but then the giant cities, they don't need an identity, they're so giant. mm -hmm. Like New York doesn't say like, we're the home of, you'll never get the the special cinnamon pizza slice that's here. uh, There are pretty big pizza fights though, still. But York. they know they're secure in their. But New York is a city; it doesn't have to say we're the home of the the mm-hmm. eight foot the spaghetti <laughs> noodle. Like I don't know. I think stolen. there's a lot of food bragging going on out there in the world, like most places that you go. I, people love saying putting like world famous I, I i love i love when businesses call themselves the world famous this and that you know yeah. it's just like some dudes like taco shop and it's the world <laughs> world yeah everyone of course everyone's heard of it <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you know what i mean like a, a town that has you know a population of a hundred thousand it's like we, we got to have something we're yeah, okay yeah. we're the cherry pie town this is the town you get the best cherry pie in the yeah, world yeah. give us something we yeah. need an identity yeah, it's like yeah. being in a catholic family with like 12 kids and you're number seven you're like i gotta find something i'm not the baby and i'm not the firstborn did you have anywhere you were from mine is um, cheese like, curds you can't get cheese oh yeah curds. wisconsin people, cheese curds i mean texas Midwest. texas barbecue yeah yeah and tex-mex mm. but then canada i don't remember what canada food was because that's not Quebec, that's uh, poutine and stuff like that, but I don't know if Alberta had a food. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I have pulled up here. I, I looked at it before I, I should have. I didn't mean to look at this answer. The average American consumes how many hot dogs in a year? Hmm. 900. <laughs> the average American consumes 900 hot dogs. That's 
That's three generous. hot dogs a day. Yeah. <laughs> they must. There's people bumping that number up, no matter no matter how many vegans are lowering the number. Three hot dogs a day on average. Okay. The average American right. weighs well, 500 pounds. Solid, it's a solid guess. Uh, it's 70, which is a high. <laughs> 70 a year? 70 a year is, that's, that is a high number. That's, that's six a month. <laughs> that's six Let's fucking see, so hot dogs if, a if month. If I did, if I ate 70 a day, then, um, <laughs> okay, my number would then be 2,590. Yeah. If I was the average American. Yeah. And I would have been thirty five hundred. <laughs> that can't be the case. It's pretty good. It no, can't be the disgusting. case that I've had thirty five hundred. Hot dogs are delicious. But... <laughs> There's forty year olds that have had thirty five hundred hot dogs. At uh, least. I'm so happy least. I'm a little high for this. This is perfect high conversation. <laughs> I remember there was this Dimitri Martin interview where, um, I mean, it's from forever ago, but he's like, I'm fascinated by if I was dead and in, in heaven, like, and then they showed me tables of like, this is how many hot dogs you ate. This is how many cheeseburgers you had in your whole life. And I would be fascinated by like, oh, weird, I only had four of those. What are the things that I only had four of? It was pretty left field uh, answer to whatever the question was but uh, it stuck with me like the finite number of things that yeah. in your life like you've you've had uh 900 or 500 hot dogs you you have like 1200 slices of pizza you only had three packs of twizzlers your whole life like what are the finite numbers of yeah, yeah things that yeah. you had yeah pretty pretty interesting i guess maybe it not is. for a whole episode but but that's mm. what we do. We stretch it out. We're going to lightning speed the other questions, and then we spend like 30 minutes on the hot dog question. <sighs> hot dog question is a great question. Here's a here's a fun one like that on Patreon. This is from Stevie. He's uh, been with us a couple months on Patreon. Have you ever hitchhiked or picked up a hitchhiker? Double no. Double no. I have uh, twice. I mean, of course. When I saw that question. I was like, of course, I picked up a hitchhiker. Actually, I did, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't someone on the road doing this. Uh -huh. It was someone during South by Southwest who, during that time, you couldn't get an Uber or a cab or anything, and it was pouring rain outside, mm. and they were just like they were so lost. And then in in the moment, I'm like, oh, they look like they're looking for a ride. And I just yelled out if like they're looking for a ride. And then I just picked up this couple and took them to their place. And they were they were so happy about it. And, you know, when you do a good deed like that, you can't help but remember it forever. Oh, and, yeah, like, pat you should. On the head. That's like, the yeah, best I gave them thing a free to pat ride. yourself on the back for. Yeah. So I guess they were hitchhiking, but they weren't unidentified person on the road with their thumb out. They were trying to get a cab and an Uber and instead I picked them up. So I guess I did pick up a hitchhiker. There you go. You got one. And it was a good one. Mine were not as uh, well, one was pretty generous I guess. Um, 
Could have been anyone. Oh, and then I, I remembered one that I wish... I still have one that I wish I would have picked up. Um, but there... So the first one, I was like 16, super fucking baked in a car with my buddy, Tim Heth. And he uh, we were driving around and there was... Um, there was just this this guy on the side of the road in this small... So I'm in a smaller like suburb of the city of La Crosse and there's uh, there's uh, like a couple little bars and it used to be this one real divey bar in town. Most of the bars are down in La Crosse, but there's one divey bar on the main street. We drive by and there's just a dude like that looks like kind of methy um, and he's across the street from the bar in like the middle of the day. He's got his shirt off over his head because he's bleeding from his head and we were like yes let's pick that guy <laughs> up he has this thumb up. we're like what's going on with that whole scene and so <laughs> we 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 picked up this guy who's like a little office rocker like very much office rocker just got in a fight in that bar like you know in the middle of like one two in the afternoon and we have to drive him like twenty minutes to his house in the cross and Yeah, you, you have know, to. It's it's like you know, after a couple minutes we were like, well, you know, we're committed to doing this and now it's like this is a dicier situation than <laughs> than we totally thought through like this guy's like sounding awfully crazy and frazzled and like is he gonna like try to rob us or something like that and so we constructed an idea that was we started talking with him about like hey i've started bringing up like hey do you know do you have any hookups for like coke or anything like that because he was talking about something or other and he's like yeah if you give me some time and then i was like okay we'll get to your house and then we'll go and get money and bring it back and so then he was like, okay. And then we dropped him off and just never saw him again. That was our cover story so he wouldn't kill us and let us out and come back in. That was the uh. first one. And then <clears throat> the second one, so uh, he then he was just uh, presumably just sitting on a big bag of Coke uh, that some people <laughs> that picked him up told him to get. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the uh, next one I was in, Portland, this is during the good trip tour, 111 cities. I'm in like three, four cities a week, uh, you know, traveling three, four hours in between. And I, the West Coast is a real long stretch. I'm grinding my ass off, partying way too hard, too. And uh, I got to drive from Portland to Arcata, California, uh, which is like in between uh, here and uh, there in L.A., and I see just some, like, young college kid on the side of the road, like, looks nice enough and holding a sign and hold, holding his thumb up. And he's, like, heading to California. And I was, like, this is your lucky day. Like, holy <laughs> shit. No one was going to pick you up. And I'm going to take you to California. I got him in the car. Nice guy. He was, like, a European dude who just, he was broke and was, like, uh, take it. He was going to 
be going to university and like spend all my months. money at the discotheque and now yeah. i don't have any cab fare money and he just thought but he, he just thought it was okay to hitchhike around the united states like he <laughs> he didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that and so i i love cultural differences <laughs> so he's like uh, you know uh, uh a, young, a good guy, young, broke. And it was awesome because I was like, I got all these emails and stuff. After we got to know each other, I was like, will you drive my car? It's a long-ass drive. So he even took over driving. And then we got to Arcata. Have you ever, ever heard of Arcata, California? I swear, like... I did uh, stand up there during a little uh, California tour near Humboldt, right? Yeah, Humboldt. So Humboldt's where, mm-hmm. like, all the early, like, weed mafia yeah, it's weed city happened. And it's so it's weird because it's all of the drugs. Like, not only is it a good place to do psychedelic shows because there's a lot of psychedelics there, but there's also it's everything. They're doing meth and everything in between. And so it's yeah, there's some fucking characters. And did I tell you that uh, when the, the first time I went to a Humboldt or Arcade or whichever one it was, and we knew these people that were weed farmers and that they just had excesses of it. And we were trying to build up the courage to ask them about <laughs> it, to get some free stuff. And we're like, how do we, how do we bring it up? How do we ask them? And Tom Rhodes was also on the show that night and he arrived a little later, but he gets there while we're still debating. And he just sits down in the desk, like the main desk of that guy's office. And then just goes, so where's all this free weed I keep hearing about? <laughs> so he just, his opening line was that, and we had to build up 15 minutes of courage to get it. And yeah, then they gave yeah. him like a giant mason jar of, <laughs> yeah. of everything. Oh, uh, old Tom Rhodes. Uh, yeah, you got to love him. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to. Yeah, he was like friends with Mitch Hedberg and stuff. Yeah, they sound very similar. You can tell they uh, they influenced each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it worked out, but there was... I, so this kid, I was like, well, if you end up staying overnight here, I'm going to L.A. the next uh, night, so you, I'll drive you down again. Um, but he didn't have anywhere to stay. And he's like, I'm just going to camp outside. And I'm like... You aren't going to camp outside in the, like, look around. This is crazy. Like, this European that fucking doesn't know anything. Just fucking adorably naive. And so I was like, if I pay for, like, half of your motel, will like, I found a place that's, like, 50 bucks or something. Will you just, I'll give you $25 to fucking stay in this motel, and I'll pick you up tomorrow, and we'll go the rest of the way. And that's what we ended up uh, doing, but man, cultural differences. <laughs> I love that there's people more naive than Americans because you always hear that Americans are the most naive and they'll get scammed so easily in China or wherever. Where, for example, you know, that tea party, not tea party, tea ceremony trick where someone will say, like, oh, you're a tourist here. You, sh- you should come to this tea ceremony. It's very beautiful, cultural, blah, blah, blah. And then you sit down and then it's you get charged like 500 bucks and then you get stuck with the bill because the other person Uh, leaves and the the tea provider and the person that brought you in are both in on it but you're like trying to be 
very yeah. polite and cultural. Wow. And they're like, it's rude. It's very rude to turn down the tea ceremony, but <laughs> yeah, then they're just yeah, yeah. scamming you. So I'm always like, no, no one's going to scam me if I ever go anywhere. Yeah. Pour tea on your lap. <laughs> uh, so that's the two times I picked up a hitchhiker. And then the one that popped into my head where I'm like, oh, that one, that one still sticks with me. It was when I drove before COVID from California back to Wisconsin, and it was the fucking apocalypse. There were no vehicles on the road. The world (laughs) was maybe ending, and there's some dude in the middle of nowhere with his thumbs up. I'm like... Oh my God, there's a fucking pandemic and we don't know if people are going to be zombies or what. And I kept on driving and like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that dude for sure died and I could have picked him up. (laughs) (laughs) But you might have gotten the OG COVID though. (laughs) I might have gotten the OG. And we didn't. We didn't know what it was, too. We'll never be in that state, at least not with this disease again. Yeah, it's funny that there, because that is that is one of the things that happens is the, like, hindsight bias. Like, everyone wants to be like, I told you so, this or that, whenever there's, like, a restriction lifted or something. But it's like, it was just my, my front page of my newspaper was like, hey, school. Newspaper? Cl- uh, yeah. Uh, the Lacrosse uh, Tribune. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> World famous. Yeah. Uh, actually, local news is not bad. Um, but it was like the local high school shut down because of a bomb threat or something like that. It's like, mm. yeah, that's what happens. And then people go back in when it's all checked out. No one goes, oh, my God, you thought there was a fucking bomb in there, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Like, no, you you use caution. Because if you didn't, once in a while, there'd be a fucking bomb in there. Not that it's equivalent, yeah. but hindsight we get in biases. This, uh, we get into little, not actual arguments, playful arguments with getting to the airport early. Like, uh, like Catherine doesn't want to get there super early. I want to get there super oh, early. Her family wants to get there super early. My family wants to get there super early, but she just doesn't like yeah. the idea of we're going to just be sitting there for an hour. Yeah. And then... We get there, and of course, we sit there for an hour, yeah, and she says, yeah. "I told you so." Yeah. But I'm like, "Yeah, but but had we not though?" The cost what if we involved didn't? of yeah. missing a flight is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've missed so few in my life with like 14 years of flying around, barely ever yeah. missed, a, or always had it booked. So if I did miss one, there was one right after it that I could get on. Yeah, Yeah, they literally inject you with AIDS if you miss it. (laughs) Literally. In both balls. And if you don't have balls, then I'm not even going to tell you where they put it. Oh, dang. That is frightening. Um, So don't miss a flight. All right, you got got one for Instagram? Did I say who that... Yeah, that was Stevie on on Patreon. Thanks, Stevie. Okay. So... Coming up next, we've got Janae66 with the question, do you believe in ghosts on a scale of one to five, a little to full-blown ghostly? And if you were to come back as a spirit, would you help people play tricks, cause a little chaos? Let's start with the first one. I'm, I'm going to put myself, because three is boring, I'm going to go ahead and put myself in a four, I believe there's ghosts. I'm not sure what they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if it's if it's spirits or if it's um, echoes from the past or if it's a, a weird uh, hallucination type thing, but I think there's there's something going on with it. I want to say a three, but I'm not a five, so I'm going to go four, but I don't know what they are. What are you? Oh, I'm going to go two. Um, I would go one, but then it would... One is too certain. One, one, well, one is, it's not too certain as much as like in in the way that I don't think any form of ghost that I've ever seen like on TV or described exists, but like you can get into semantic philosophical discussions about what is the soul and what is uh, spirit and like what what is you know it's like the body and soul are different like you can have uh you can have like a mind inside of a brain but when someone dies that mind isn't there uh, in my way of looking at it that mind stops but the brain is still physically there it's just not creating Mm -hmm. a mind and in that same way like certainly memories of things and like mimetic and we say we describe like music or tv as having a soul so everything gets like really wishy-washy like do i think that a dead relative is literally going to like come back and visit you or someone that's haunted is going to come back and like bang things around in your house or whatever i'm a i'm a hard one on that but uh philosophically i can be wiggled into like a sure okay if if that's what i gotta give you to yeah you know um, even even with channeled spirits i've said before i don't even necessarily think when people channel the spirit i don't think that's the the actual person i think it's data being pulled from the larger consciousness system and then the actual person is gone or off doing other things or that energy has cycled into something else. But mm-hmm. the the idea that after you die, you're you're waiting in the house to to creak stuff seems seems like you'd have better things to do. But but maybe you don't. Maybe you're stuck. It's also there's like the idea of I mean, I guess I don't like value judgments as much as what is objectively like they're not true and false but say say they're not channel channeling and like you decide they're not channeling channeling anything it doesn't it would not mean that there's no value in doing like if you if you um if if you construct if you construct a story to like remember things or process something a little bit better, just because that story may not be an actual representation of like you picture a monkey floating away on balloons to remind you to get this and that from the grocery store, like that thing still has value. And some of those, that's just ways of tapping into a certain headspace and people doing characters like, um, like Jeff Richards, who we talk about, I watch his clips on, on Instagram. It's like, I'm sure if you just talk to Jeff Richards, he's a very different person. And then, but then he gets into characters and different regions of his brain are tapped that then like 
pick up on all these like unconscious cues and things or like when you do impressions of like imagining what a job is you're tapping into all these all these a whole web of things that you can't consciously put your finger on it's just working you know yeah does that make so sense? It's, it, 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 oh, 100%. So it, it becomes a, a game of what do you define as ghost or spirit or, or something. So I, I like our answers for that. I like that we're, we're, we're probably both in the, the two to three range, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a four today. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You can be a four. Yeah. I'm, and then, uh, uh yeah, and the, would you come back as a spirit and help people play tricks, cause little chaos? I would probably do all of that. Yeah. Depends uh, on the person. Play tricks on some people, help other people, make some chaos other, to other people. Yeah. So Sometimes you can help people by causing chaos to other people. Yeah. Do ghosts get to see how it all plays out through time and go move around in time travel? I don't know how ghosts work, but I would say in the... I would say in like the classical sense of what I think of as a ghost in like, here's your archetype of a ghost that can haunt houses or play games or whatever else. Yeah. I think that I would want to know, I would want to like go into, is there anything exciting that would be, uh, being a fly on the wall yeah anytime anytime i eavesdrop in a restaurant when i first started um uh traveling i eat in restaurants by myself all the time and i love people watching but i i used to think like oh i'm just gonna eavesdrop on a bunch of people and you think in your mind you're gonna get all these juicy tidbits and stuff and it's so fucking boring. It's always just boring conversation. In public. In public. Yes, but in an apartment, though, like one of the things that we will stop, like whatever I'm doing, Kat will stop me and be like, hey, come over. And it's either Yosh is in an interesting position or the neighbors are fighting. And even if the fight has stopped by the time I get there, it's never a regret. It's never like, oh, I wish you didn't get me up because the fights are so good. It's better than any TV thing because you feel it's because it's written poorly. It's like the guy is always, well, you never fucking do that. You just think it's fucking about me and I've been the one cleaning. You don't do shit. And then it's like, get off your fucking high horse and just, <laughs> just just back and forth. And it's the same patterns. And some people are better at fights than others, but it's so fun to listen to neighbor fights. Uh, we haven't had a good it, one in a minute. Fun. but Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, I mean, is there anything old like, place, like, oh, sorry. I was going to say at our old place, we would literally put our ear to the floor because it was the downstairs neighbor's. It was like a Peloton instructor and the, the, the guy, I don't know if the guy worked at all, but, um, yeah, we would press our ear to the actual floor so we could hear the fight for like 30 minutes uncomfortably hmm. pressing the ear. I, um, that was it. That was the whole thought. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking if, if I would, what I would use that, I'm wondering if I would like want to go in the pe- how exciting do you think it would be to be a fly in the wall in the Pentagon or something? Pretty exciting. Oh, I don't Interesting know. Interesting for a yeah. while. 
I like mean, scale one to five, how pumped would you be to know? And like, how long would you want to stick around? And how much of it do you want to see and care about before you're bored? Never. I bored? wish I could do. I wish I could search by terms so I could like find aliens and like things like that. But yeah. it's probably mostly boring, like foreign policy conflict things. Mm-hmm. You're. It's. It's probably mostly boring office work it's probably not a lot of cigar like and then we're gonna microchip them and then we're gonna create the false reality and then we're gonna it's probably not a lot of planning and maniacal things it's mostly boring with maybe a little bit of juicy conspiracy stuff here and there. i mean i guess the reason why i ask because i'm trying to think of like things that you could do as a ghost that you couldn't do as a human and i can't like, I'm like, oh, I guess I could just be an anthropologist and see, like, how some other cultures work or something like that. Or I could just, um, yeah, I don't know, be a ghost in the jungle or I don't know. I can't think of a good answer for what I would do if I was a ghost. Would I play tricks on people? I think that would be, I think I would play a trick on somebody and then it would, like, ruin their life. Um, and, and then it it would haunt me that I haunted them. I would feel bad for having haunted them. (laughs) They like, no, a ghost is real. And then I can't get back to tell them that it was like, no, it's okay. I'm just a ghost. And this happens sometimes and no one's going to believe you. I would hit up Dawkins and uh, uh, Penn Jillette and, you know, like the most vocal atheists, just just mess with them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. Which they would they would probably still be like, no, this is clearly a illusion, and I'm <laughs> sticking by my. But very likely. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, this is this is is okay to move on because there's a related. Oh, of course, one. yeah, yeah. Um. So this is from, uh, Megan Most who. I also kind Megan of... Megan Death, hell yeah. Megan Death, Slayer. who just got the Primus. music episode, but asked a good question, too, that's related to this. So, smooth transition. Also, looks like she's one of the top contributors that commented. So, there you go. Capitalism. Um, so, <laughs> what do you guys think about um, the natal birth chart in astrology? Do you find yours to be fairly accurate? I've always found the connection between astrological placements and personality fascinating. Oh, I think I my answer mine is going was... to be in the similar, uh, same uh, answer, s- similar sort of vein, but I have more to add to it. I was going to say mine does resonate with me, but I'm also open to the idea that uh, you know certain things can be suggested to you, and who's to say that if I was. Um, you know, a Le- uh, if I was a Gemini sun sign instead of a Leo sun sign that I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, that that is me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of you're you're dealt your hand and then you form the the relationship to it. And you can see it sometimes where people will be like, you're a total cancer, aren't you? And then you say, no, I'm I'm not. I'm a Leo. Like, oh, well, well, you're on the cusp, though. That's probably what I was picking up. You know, it's kind of moving of the goalpost. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, it's it's still fun nonetheless. And I like to I choose to buy into it more often than I choose to say it's false. But I 
I can't say it's an empirical um, thing that's that's stable. Of course not. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, like I don't, um, like it just horoscopes and things don't. I think that they activate different parts of the brain in the same way. Like I have, I have instead of tarot cards, I have a deck of cognitive biases. <laughs> that, I, that I look at, like here's one That's curse cool. of knowledge. Did you make it, or no, they sell it as they, that? They sell it from um, some the learning center or something like that. Um, so I'll flip through and be like, the fallacy, fallacy, uh, presuming that because a claim has been poorly argued um, or a fallacy has been made that it is necessarily wrong and uh um and so so just because someone articulates something incorrectly and is wrong in their their logic doesn't mean the thing that they're saying isn't necessarily right oh, okay like they might a, a lot of people are making the right decisions but the story of why they're making the decision is they they don't even know that sort of thing so yeah i'll just flip through that or like oh personal incredulity that comes up a lot um saying that because is that the ad hominem argument no it's like when when something is uh is difficult to understand it's not true basically like the the human brain just looks at complexity (laughs) and it's just like nah and no can't be because it would take you're you're taking a trade-off between a fuckload of work to figure out something really complex or just be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then holding on to the beliefs that you already have that got you this far and maybe inspire you and blah blah blah. So anyway, so like I can flip through any one of these and then I will I'll my day will go differently because I'll just see it more often or I'll see it in myself more or I'll check Twitter and see that that bias more often and I think tarot cards do like I think there's like no need for any like uh, okay we finally prove that there was no spirit of the canal fairy this and that thing we prove it I still think people probably got plenty of value out of their tarot card that said that yeah. along the way and it doesn't ultimately matter it depends what the stakes are uh if if the stakes impact others then it does but um, i have i have friends that are tarot readers and they do it professionally and even they'll have a similar take to that and be like yeah it's more of a mirror where it's not like oh the magic card revealed itself it's like no anything could have been presented to you and it's still you're it's acting as a reflection and then you have to like Oh, sorry. It, no, that was the whole sentence. Yeah, if you if you if you're a tarot card reader, you're like you're being cued to examine things in a p- particular way, and then because of that, you're able to detect different aspects that you wouldn't have found if you would have. It's it's a way of like limiting and honing in on a particular aspect, and it's probably why it feels mm-hmm. so good and strikes a different uh, a different chord with you too, because it's it's uh, it's like more more specific and sometimes sometimes it is uh the coincidences that happen do feel magic like i remember one yeah. time noah was giving me a reading and was like 
you know, it's like you've got the uh, tower here, and then you've got this, and and he's like, based on this, oh, you're you're probably going to get king of pentacles. Up, oh, yep. And then he like he draws the exact thing that uh, he was predicting was going to come as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Which you could say that he stacked the deck, but he didn't because I shuffled it. Yeah. But yeah. I've also seen magicians. Uh, do some crazy stuff, which we've said before. This is Mike Kaplan's quote, something to the effect of, like, we'll believe, like, card tricks and things like that. We know it's a trick, and it's still magic. Like, yeah. we still don't know how it happened, even though we know no magic took place. So, like, you can be fooled on that level. So, of course, you can be fooled on so, so many levels. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think in terms of astrology... I think that um, that we so uh, I think I was talking about this with Duncan or something once. Uh, so so lots of animals navigate by starlight and following like a north star or whatever, and it's how they get around. Kind of like uh, sea turtles when they're born use light to navigate into the ocean. Uh, and streetlights screw it all up for them. Um, there's there's <laughs> lots of there's lots of things that clearly like look to the sky and navigate around using various stars. So it is a way of orienting and mapping things. And because there's benefit in it, then consciousness then creates stories in in the way that we come up with nursery rhymes to impart morals, and we come up with like. Uh, songs and mnemonic devices and stuff to remember things better. They're more impactful. And so those things that were important for whatever reason, just having the instinct to like look that way and follow that direction would be favored. And then consciousness kind of ad hoc comes up with an explanation of why. And the more important that instinct is or the more confusing of why do we do that, but we have this inclination to do it the more dramatic you would expect the story to be and dramatic stories are uh remembered easier they make more of an impression and then they're available to consciousness easier and so i think that's the origin story of uh modern astrology and then we and we're now living in a world where you never have to look at the stars for navigation and we're so detached from any of that that but we still have this this uh, instinct to look to the stars and make sense of a pattern and someone hands us a pattern and we're like there there it is yeah i was looking for a pattern there's the pattern right yeah, there yeah we check costar yeah the costar app yeah so we don't look at the actual stars anymore but we want costar um have you seen the what is it the the malcolm gladwell like famous hockey example um, uh, no, I don't think I know that one. It's some some scientist was at a hockey game in Canada and looking through the program, and the program happened to list the birthdays of all the players, and was like, "Huh, all these players are in the same range of like three months. Why are like most of them born in January, February, or March? Like almost all of them on both teams. That's so strange. And then looked into it and it turns out depending on the age cutoff, 
you're like the biggest player in this in the league early on and because you're and when you're that age you know being six nine months older than someone is a huge edge and because you have the edge you're the star player you get more playing time you get more attention from the coach and blah 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 so theoretically if if Canada was like one of our main exports is hockey players, we got to turn out more of these hockey players. What they should do is separate the seasons into like quarters, you know, and separate rather than having most teams start at one time, separate them. So they're, you would, instead of everything starting at on this date, you'd have different leagues start at four dates and you'd have theoretically four times the number of, uh, professional hockey players, maybe mm. if that's what I mean, if that's the sort of thing you were going for, because yeah, people born they, in May or June or whatever would theoretically be were born just as capable, you know, and so you're yeah, mi- you're missing out on that pool of capable people. So just that they were the biggest in their class—that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so astrology is a little bit like that to me and then also i think it can be a double-edged like astrology is typically so positive that it's like yeah what's the harm in that um but there there are uh, self-fulfilling prophecies i'm sure I've, I've shared the um female asian math study on here before female asian math study yeah doesn't uh, i'm not recalling it but let's it's, refresh yeah, they have female Asians come in to do math without any priming. They're just as good at math as anybody else. But if you uh, if you split them into so you split them into three groups. One group no priming, just same math scores everyone else has. Another group, you remind them that uh, beforehand that studies show Asians are better at math, and they perform better on the math test than the control group and then the other group you you tell them that statistically females are worse at math and they perform worse on the math score than than the control group mm. isn't that interesting yeah so there's the baseline and then you tell them they're Asian so they should do good and they do good and you say oh you're a woman though forget the Asian part you should do bad and then they do bad yeah yeah one group they that just kind of a learned helplessness like an immediate learned helplessness kind of thing a might be a different bit. mechanic because learned a... helplessness is where the test is consistently wrong yeah 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 I, th- I you, think it's you... just more like self-fulfilling prophecy and priming type stuff yeah no, that is cool. I want to see more of that. Uh, yeah, I want I want to. So like the idea is if any horoscope can pull the Asian math lady out of you, you know, and make <laughs> you your best self better than you would have performed otherwise. That's fantastic. <laughs> if any tarot what if they brought card- in a bunch of white. They bring a bunch of white dudes in to do math, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, Asian women are better at chemistry. <laughs> just, I wonder if that would make them do better or worse. Or just Why would they tell them. me that before this math test? <laughs> they just fucking yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess you'd want to, you'd want to, uh, you'd want to avoid generally the tarot cards that tell you that you're, uh, that you're 
that female you're a female and females are bad at math like like the equivalent of that i do often worry that that's like what things like these cognitive bias cards do to me like i have i have like my room has like posters with like ways in which the brain errors (laughs) (laughs) yeah and a shirtless robert sapolsky <laughs> I just like wake up thinking about all of the things I'm probably doing wrong, things that other people are doing wrong, the, the many ways people can be wrong in their thinking. I wake up to it, I go to bed to it, and it's like a big part of <laughs> what I think about and who I am. And sometimes I'm just like, huh, I wonder how detrimental that could be to a person's uh, Yeah. I think it's it's, it's good, but yeah, I can see how it can make things unravel a little bit (laughs) if you just see the world through that filter. Because everything becomes, I don't know, some kind of power dynamic or fallacy. Yeah, yeah. But they're all through. It's you know how things show uh, show COVID warning, like when you write something uh, about COVID that a lot of social media say like this is not necessarily true, and they put that little yeah, warning. Yeah. What if they? What if everything you wrote it would show what cognitive bias you're using right then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it would show it, and then like, a, a like, link like to sh- describing like, it. Like Twitter shows your attitude. It'd be mm-hmm. like. You have a here's a mad face. This is what you sound like. This is what this yeah. AI. <laughs> I like when it gives me a bullseye. <laughs> Twitter's like you. You're nailing this tweet. Send yeah. it. Twitter's just telling me to get it out there. Uh, yeah. What do you think about those? I mean, this is a longer discussion anyway. Those like COVID warning things and whatnot, because it's such a it is such a tricky area, and there's like, you, you know, like what what do you like, it, it, what what if what if you're like, hey, there's a bomb threat. Do you then go like, hey, this here's more information about this bomb. There may not actually be a bomb. You know, it's it's such a it's a it's a new thing in the world that we're all having to navigate and like here's the things that (laughs) we can say and can't say and it's yeah and and just fact checking in general is like in your uh, there's going to be a certain number of people that no matter what fact check says they're going to say like well the the fact that the fact check said it's true means it's false because you know they're bought and paid for and this is yeah there is like I don't I trust don't fact checker <laughs> merch being sold. I do, yeah, it's it's tricky. It is absolutely tricky. Um anyway, we won't we'll get into that on a full episode some other time because I'm always I'm always thinking about where I, because I don't I'm like, yeah, subjectively I have no idea what is right or wrong there. I can tell uh, tell you that I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what is false information, but whether you put a flag on it or whatever, when we all think that about things, yeah, I don't know. It is certainly tricky. Um, all right, next question. You want to do Instagram? Yeah, easy. Ooh, Cabjack says you have a time machine. It can only make one trip. 
What do you do with it and why? Ooh. Can I guess for you? What do you, you? do with it? I want to guess. Mean what, what I would say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show me what I would do. And you got to guess for me. Uh, 200 years into the future. 200 into the future? Ooh, that's going to be hot. And I'm not talking sexually. I'm talking about <laughs> the heat of the earth. I, I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to maybe... Going back. I might just go back a week because I feel like if I go back several years, I alter the timeline too much, but I can make a lot of money with a week. <laughs> I can take some data and just do some little trading within a week's knowledge of where the the market goes and stuff and still live this reality. And just next time you see me, I have like a big diamond and gold necklace with my name on it. You just want to just be casually. here with lots more money. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's One not way bad. Trip, leave everyone I love behind 200 years from now. That's, that's, I mean, I got to say bye right now. I got to take some time. I'm not sure I'm ready to leave this reality. I'm not sure 200 years from now is necessarily better. Hmm. But elaborate on your 200 years from now. What's what's so great about then? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I thought it would maybe appeal to you because we can it's easier to have a better sense of the past even though we can't like we can't actually fully perfectly imagine, but the future, like what the fuck, 200 years from now, no idea. And you're never going to get a chance to experience that. Like you can, you can still, you still get a chance of experiencing representations of like, uh, ancient Greece or something like that. You know, you, you can still like imagine and get some actual like, decent evidence of some of the things that went down 200 years yeah total unknown i guess i was just thinking of the little future things that you draw a lot in your art like this is where we're going i would have thought yeah maybe you want to know but then you still don't know what's 200 ahead of that so yeah it might be the right move but how would you be treated like what if someone from 200 years ago (laughs) blipped into existence now and they're in one of those weird wonky time machines that looks like a steam engine with lots of levers like wait they discovered time travel 200 years ago yeah and then they're they're speaking like mark twain or something yeah mark twain uh... wasn't 200 years ago was he who knows he's 100 years ago or he's like 300 years ago no, Mark Twain was like early 1900s. 1800s. He died, I think. Uh, He's in the wild, wild west with um, revolvers and Sheriff Nottingham. Yeah, d- died in 1910. Um, oh, okay. Early 19. They used to just like, hey, we have a story. We need a quip. We just need something witty. There's just like one guy that you call for your <laughs> witty. Your, the your, first your comedian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I had more Mark Twain things popping into my head. I once read a book of Mark Twain co- quotes, and it was it was uh, fun. I identify as like a little more. Of, yeah, I had like a blue collar upbringing, but I but I like 
learning about all of these uh, new modern marvels and sciences and such. Oh, um, he came from modest upbringings. Yeah. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, the and his the, name was Sam Clemens. The uh, the um, what's what's the what's the name of the book? Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, Huck, Tom Huckleberry. Sawyer? Yeah, that was like. Were ba- you going to say everybody loves on, Raymond? Yeah, I was going to say everyone loves Raymond. No, Huckleberry <laughs> yeah, he Finn. He wrote. He wrote everybody no. loves Raymond, and then they made the sitcom a hundred years later. <laughs> I honestly can't believe that like two milligrams of weed can still make me high. Um, yeah, that's. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm going to dose you now. Um, yeah. So I think that was kind of like meant to be like drawing from his upbringing in mm. a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, okay. So who's who's next? Am I next? Your, your next you Patreon just... question next. Patreon we just did time question. travel. I said 10. I said All a week right. ago. You said 200 years in the future. Honestly, I do either. Oh, I didn't even say what I would do. Oh, mm. you picked for me. Oh, yeah. You pick for you. I should pick for me. Yeah, 200, 200 years in in the Fine, future. Fine, I'm not going to let you go alone. It's dangerous out there. I'm coming with you. 200 years in the future. Mom, 20, 20, 22. Oh, that'd be dope. Mom, in the year 2222. Two, two, two. That's 200 years in the future. Amazing. That's um, nuts. All twos. And then imagine if it was February 22nd at 2 o'clock, 22 <laughs> minutes and 22 seconds. That would be a fun number to look at, huh? It would go by in a second. They're going to be playing this. They're going to be playing this episode. That's how they celebrate it in the future. Um, oh, is, hell yeah. These, yeah, people will live action role play as us. They, they invented putting a cheap tapestry behind them on <laughs> remote podcasts and and talking out of their ass in this one peculiar way that we now have a specific name for um yes i uh so let's see what do i want to do here there's i i, I want to go yeah i think i want to go into the future i Part of me wants to go to really early life, but <sighs> I'm too soft. I'm too soft to go back to hunter-gatherer. No, a mosquito it's... would kill you. One yeah. of those giant mosquitoes would just come by and like suck you dry. It goes the other way, Not too. Not in a good way. When, like, when, when people in tribes go out and, and go and do their city living or whatever, like these Hansa people and in uh africa or whatever they go and they're like okay i'm gonna try out this city life they usually move back into the tribe within like a couple two or three years and part of it is just because they're they don't have skills for city life and they have all of these skills for like taking tourists around and navigating the jungle and all these you know different things like that and so it's just there's i feel like i can't be built for it where i feel like if I uh, two hundred years in the future, just like the robots are like coddling everyone and taking yeah. care of you and 
moving you about and they're like they got me they got my back i can't go back 200 <laughs> years ago and show up and expect people to be like hey all right yeah come with us we're gonna help you out like i don't <laughs> i'm not certain that that would be the case i feel better about the future no, uh, i actually think things yeah. will get better as as uh apocalyptic as i might sometimes sound um me too long long arc it does get better Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone someone asked about like um, on the Instagram five years. That could be like a whole episode, or maybe it's on. Maybe what did they ask on, about five years? Uh, um, Said five years in the future. Maybe, maybe it was Instagram. Someone asked about five years um, in the future. What we think the life Bowie is song? like, both both oh. good and bad. Oh, and oh, uh, let's predict that. Um, which, by the way, awesome art. Yeah, Chris Meyer's art. It is awesome. It's I'm absolutely awesome. A trash can decorated. That looks cool. I'm Sir. seeing some masks of mannequins. Nope. Approved. It's cool. Yeah, strongly agree. Uh, Thank you, Christopher awesome Myers. Your question is, please, des- yeah. please describe the world that we will be living in in five years. Best case, worst case, and your most likely scenarios um best case covid is behind us Mm -hmm. um masks are only seen in rare cases the same way you would see them at the airport and stuff when Mm -hmm. people are sick they choose to wear it because they don't want to infect people and it's culturally now seen as if you're coughing a lot and you're not wearing a mask it's like culturally taboo to not Mm -hmm. have one on but other than that you don't need one um web 3 has taken off and is fully accepted What's most that? people own a little bit of uh everything that has to do with the blockchain discord oh, okay nfts that kind of stuff so web 1 was html and uh you know some gifs that's it no css styling no blogs nothing like that then web 2 was blogs rss feeds social media Web3 is the new layer on top of it, which um, people don't like right now. And a lot of people are way too broed out about, but it's going to be a mix of both. We're just moving into yeah. Web3. So Web3 is the standard. Um, who Who's dead? Let's see. Who is dead? Betty White's already dead. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is dead. He died. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. He's in That's such worst good shape. Case. Best okay. case. Best case, he lives. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Best case, worst case? Uh, worst case, there's like climate collapse and like the ocean level rises and there's lots of um, lots of fire and just dollar yeah. collapse and lots of just not good. Yeah, yeah. That's I think uh, I think that the worst case is we we're just talking on here we are um, with uh, Herman Ponser who studies Hansa people and uh, as a evolutionary um, anthropologist and such and we just at one point we stopped talking about his like book about the evolution of metabolism and just and it led to some of like the wellness misinformation and then at one point he was just like yeah i got to be honest i think we're fucked i think we're <laughs> i think we're actually <laughs> fucked i think and he goes 
He goes, which scientists, scientists never opened up like that to me before COVID. That is one thing, like they've opened up a lot more in a lot of ways. And then, uh, and then he, he's had the perfect example, which I told you off the air, which is, he goes, I think that we, uh, you know, you get a job, but you get a promotion and you eventually get promoted to a position that you are not equipped for. That's what mm. humans, that's what's happened to humans as a species. There's, yep. Things are just too complex now. There's way too much going on. And like, we don't have a chance. That's worst case scenario. I think that there's like a strong possibility that that could happen. And then I'm super optimistic. I believe in science a lot. And I think that, I think that it's a little hard right now to be optimistic because we're waking up to the bickering that's happening every day. But if you look at the way things change and progress in a couple years compared to like in the past where it took a decade or something for people to get used to like a new condition or this or that with a pandemic, like I think it just takes a little time for folks to get on board with things and new norms are Built that will hopefully better represent uh, reality. And what comes along with that already, as someone that's had two of my most dear friends with MS, they just figured out um, there's been speculation for decades that childhood ill, no one knows what the fuck's going on with MS. And there's been speculation for decades that like young early teens that got some sort of sickness some sort of like flu or something like that like real bad around that age end up having higher rates of multiple sclerosis and they figured out that it might have to do with this um epstein-barr um syndrome possibly causing it and they think they have a mrna vaccine for epstein-barr in development that would be like like the way in which um what's what's the uh polio what what's the STI that causes cervical cancer HPV uh, a, HP, I, the human HPV virus might completely drive cervical cancer just like in a in a world where everyone had that like cervical cancer basically wouldn't exist anymore and nice so there's there's that there's there's uh there's the first ever malaria vaccine is already being developed it's not it's not nearly as it's not super effective it's it's like it's like as effective as the flu vaccine but that's a hell of a lot better than nothing um especially for those are areas that face the most poverty and then they also usually have to deal with the most diseases too so which doesn't help you get out of poverty so you get those areas more vaccines places develop that opens up possibilities if new pandemics pop up you can bing bang boom pop a code in uh have a have a new vaccine whipped up in no time because you're not going to stop that from happening it's just evolution happens too fast but we can make uh we can make vaccines that'll stop it that's that's just one thing but there but i think that I think that within five years, one of one of the other things is with people getting long COVID, all the failures in the healthcare system, 
there might be a major overhaul of lots of things like universal health care could happen there might be lots of stuff that that uh you know like the i think the number one cause of bankruptcy in our country is unforeseen medical costs like boom you get rid of that you got rid of a lot of bankruptcies like that's an unimaginably good world of course there would be new proud problems that would arise um from it that we can't see and everything else but that's cause for optimism and tv keeps getting better god oh, damn tv so keeps good. getting it's so good and most people don't think music is getting better and it already peaked at whatever but there's no, a lot of great music evolving all the time i i mean yeah i i think I think five years from now, like, of course there's going to be, there's always going to be dips like this that are fucking horror shows. And of course it's going to feel like it's going to be forever. And no one wants to hear the like, oh, two more weeks, I fell for that before. But I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that like, this is actually lightning fast progress, lightning fast. So fast people are like, you don't trust something this fast. You know, it's like too fast for a lot of people. Understandable yeah. too. But I think ultimately it's pretty fucking impressive um, in a lot of ways. And then maybe we figure out, uh, I mean. I'm oh, not but s- you know what? Yeah. Not, not that it makes that big of a difference. And I know I'm going to get burned alive for saying this, but I think, uh, I think Republicans, or at least from the American side, I think Republicans are probably going to take the next presidency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then again, I just heard that somewhere about the pendulum swing and it sounded like they're probably going to take 2022 and 2024. Yeah, I mean, when when people Unless, are vulnerable, they yeah. they're primed to be more more conservative always. So, it would it, yeah, that would that would make perfect go, sense. I I could even say in 5 years Trump could be president again. I think I think so too. I saw him, yeah, It'd I saw It'd be fun to predict that. To have that on record, be like, I think he'll he'll probably somehow get back in in five years. Uh huh. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I saw some clip of him talking recently that was like, oh my god, I forgot how he can just make your <laughs> jaw drop to the fucking ground like no one on the planet, like a fucking weaponized human being. That like a group of people just launch like a grenade at people that they hate or are scared of. Like, ah, mm-hmm. did that piss you off? Like, yes, <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> like, wow, it's I can't believe the the stuff. Yeah, I I absolutely think he could be present. Yeah, but, uh, even but that's just America. That's not the world. It's not the world, and I. I I would consider moving. Um, so not 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 because of Trump. I would like right now if I had the money. Uh, by the way, I'm not waving around a fucking Biden flag either before someone comes at me. But uh, no one listening to this is people know. Um, but uh, I, if I had the money right now, I think I would live in a different country. I think Which I would one? just. I think I would just if I could Italy. I think go I would just Italy. go where, like, where there's like a decent economy, and where it's like, I would look at some of the top vaccinated countries 
in the world and just go there because it's like, oh, then I don't have to wear, like you said, don't have to wear masks as much, um, which I think right now you still do. But theoretically, eventually you won't, you won't have to as much and uh, and some stuff like that. I was thinking. So we so have you a, get uh, you get one hundred thousand dollars, but and a free ticket to wherever you want. But you have to answer in the next five seconds. What country are you going to? Australia. Five. OK. Too easy. Too easy. Oh, are they the most vaccinated? I didn't know that. Uh, no. I, I thought they I, were the least or something. I don't follow this. No, they, they, they haven't been for a long time. Uh, the, yeah, they haven't had good um, vaccine rates until recently. But actually, here, I think I think this data is off, so please don't quote me on this. But um, uh, scientists that actually should have fact-checked this before posting it. Uh, Russia's like 49% full vax. U.S. is 66%. And then it jumps up in a hurry. Um, the, those are the two worst. And then and then it goes like Japan's 84. Ooh, Japan. I think Japan... I think maybe Japan, actually, now Japan that I look at awesome. this. awesome. I think I want to go Daiso to Japan. We go to Daiso every other day. I love I love Japan. Yeah, but if it was like I have to pick a country and I have to stay there for the rest of my life, and like outside of trips, I just I can't live anywhere else. I think I would stick around in the United States because there's so much diversity here. But yeah, to, to to scoot boots for three to five years, I think like. Australia, Japan, France. Yeah. I wish it wasn't such a hassle to travel because, I mean, this is, I know you can live out of a van with just one spoon and a toothbrush and perhaps (laughs) your toothbrush and spoon can be the same thing just with different ends of it. But I like my toys and my computer and having a, a bed and stuff like that. But I wish I could just take it with me like like it was a hologram or something and then just you need 500 square feet to just recreate your room everywhere you go the way that Keith Richards does mm-hmm. when Keith Richards goes on tour he has like an extra hotel room that they decorate like his studio so that everywhere he goes like his room comes with him <laughs> like all the special paintings and all the bullshit like he just That's amazing. brings like a, a and I, I get why you would do that. It seems excessive, but I mean, it's the Rolling Stones. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. I loved what I was doing other than the amount of travel. So I was I was in like three cities a week staying in Airbnb. So I'd be staying in a different Airbnb every, every two to three days. And if I could work it out where instead I was in a city for like a week or better yet, a month at a time in... Like I go and I get some doesn't need to be the most the best Airbnb ever, but I stayed at a ton of nice ones. There's like weird. I like ones with character. I like ones with like with like odd decoration choices, like bold, like way too much Jesus stuff. (laughs) Like I love shit like that. Um and I have a friend people that people have her, like her, weird collections like horseshoes all, all over the walls or something like that. It'll be cool. My well, friend's mom collects Jesus stuff and like you know Catholic, uh, you know what do you what do you want to call it? 
collectibles, statues, paintings and stuff. We're like, oh, I didn't know your mom was religious. And they're like, no, she isn't at all. She just likes the aesthetic. <laughs> she doesn't believe in any of it. Just loves the way that guy looks, this gold thing, the shape of this cross thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is interesting. Like someone just likes the way it looks. dispensers. Yeah, I hate Pez. <laughs> just love the dispensers. <laughs> um... Well, cool. Well, that was a that was a good episode. Unless you want to do another one, but otherwise, let's we're close just... it off with one more because it was just too much. Well, let me let me do so. I okay. Last last a little bit, which we we don't have to wrap up just this moment or anything. But last bit on that that five years from now, best and worst case. So now, what do you think is the just the most likely case? Um. Most likely is the disease thing is, like you said, the mRNA vaccine helping with malaria and MS and uh, COVID is much more handled and we're more prepared for the next one now Mm -hmm. that we have the ability to just plug in the code for the next thing. But some, some unforeseen variable is going to be the biggest focus and I can't predict what it is. It won't be aliens because that's too fun. Mega volcano? Oh, that could be it. Or seismic shift or solar flare or something that's just like, oh, remember when we just had to worry about the pandemic and and Trump and stuff and now uh now we have to worry about this. Ugh. Or like some some kind of internet? Like even if it goes offline for a year and no one knows why and they like can't really communicate that well or there's like a solar flare issue or we lose power or something like that. Oh, my God. Just the amount of death like I, that would happen. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a rough transition. Like I'm, I just started watching Station Eleven and you know how it starts in the regular world and then it flash smash cuts to where plants are growing out of the subway and the buildings are collapsed and yeah. all that. I feel like that part is fun. Once once you've accepted that everything is collapsed and power is gone and you're like singing in the drum circle and you've gotten used to it, that's fun. But the transition, that's not a fun transition. Yeah. Have you ever heard the uh, Talking Heads song, Nothing But Flowers? Love that whole album. I think the album is called Naked or Nude or something, where there's two... there's there's the song totally nude and then there's the song nothing but flowers and they're both written from the perspective of the world has ended i didn't know the other one yeah totally nude is like there he's like happy to just be like back to nature Uh, i'm a nature boy there's nothing else uh nothing wearing at all whatever the lyrics are and then nothing but flowers is there used to be a coffee shop now there's nothing but flowers so it's it's the same uh it's the same thing like society has collapsed one song on the album is like this is great the other one is uh i miss dominoes (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so I, i like that they included both of those on there and i think that's the last talking heads album isn't it that's the last one before he split it up because he just wanted to do his own thing i mean we haven't even considered like the possibility of self-driving cars everywhere universal basic income Lex Friedman and Elon say it's tougher than they anticipated and they already knew it was really tough and now they're like oh self-driving cars are going to replace everything by 2017 and now they're at 2022 and they're like "Mm, 
we figured out how to kind of not kill people sometimes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I sometimes shit on Elon just because he's the richest guy and... Uh, I think and he's a public funny. figure. He's like he's so giant now, and he gets to be like he posted a tweet about him today because he was like, "There, there's, there's like, there's this red pill take like pushing back on, on like, you know, everyone's going like, hey, this population's getting a little out of control, right? And then there's people like, no, there's not enough babies. That's the problem. <laughs> and he posted there, there's not enough babies sort of thing. And then he said in the thread, he was like, if we don't have enough people on Earth, we won't have enough people to get to Mars. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we standing on each other's shoulders? Was my dumb joke that I <laughs> made about it. But what do you... Uh, me- metaphorically, yes. Uh, what sure do you it takes mean? a lot of uh, people to solve... Uh, solve problems yes and i and i laughed so hard when he threw those bricks through the glass in the and the car like this is bulletproof glass look at this and then he just (laughs) smashes a window and then he's like ah fluke and then he just takes another one and smashes the other window (laughs) that's awesome you never saw that no that must be old right right now just google elon musk breaks windows it was just a couple years ago oh Um, i remember watching steve jobs meltdowns because elon is the steve jobs of now and that he's like the you know the technology genius richest person that wants to change everything like yeah, Bill Gates yeah. was that and yeah, Steve yeah, Jobs yeah. was that and now it's Elon and holds that yeah. that torch but I the Steve Jobs meltdown he's like trying to give a demo of the iPhone during one of those keynotes things and he's like hmm it's not turning on and he just he just throws it doesn't doesn't <laughs> care where it even ends up just <laughs> yeah can I get another one I I mean I yeah I felt bad for him when he broke those windows and at the same time I was like that's hilarious that but but anyway that's like Super I, Dave you did you ever watch Super Dave Osborne yeah 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 it's like always goes wrong yeah yeah but it's not to say that that stuff won't end up happening I mean there's just I yeah I I don't know I so I think that. My vote five years from now is that people are living longer than um, I, I my my guess is lifespan life expectancy goes up a little bit and global poverty goes down a little bit and um, and some pretty rad technological innovations that we haven't thought of quite yet that will uh will appreciate i mean uber didn't start that long ago you know 2015 i think like, or at least mainstream that changed the world postmates uh curbside delivery didn't exist till postmates i mean, I till mean postmates what am i talking amazing. about till COVID. yeah it's, you had to just amazing. see the person the problem the problem with saying it's going to be better is that we're on a hedonic treadmill and like it can never there's only so much juice in the brain to appreciate it anyway. You're still going to have like the same serotonin drip. Yeah. Like Cole Marta taught me that. Yeah. Or yeah. Dr. Cole Marta, or he at least articulated it in a way that I was like, oh, right. That's the limiting factor with all this. It, it is. We the can limiting be, make, factor. make outside so beautiful and perfect and 
flowing with everything but at the end of the day it's still this yeah fucking ball of mush that has it, its limitations yeah now you're and now you're chronically instead of like running from a saber-toothed tiger you are fucking stressing yourself to death in a hammock because you like <laughs> can't think of a good enough joke idea uh, <laughs> um i uh all right uh, Australia. Speaking of Australia, let's do one more Patreon one. Um, too easy. Shannon Simon, super cool. We plugged her before because she's another just amazing artist that we have, and she's like, we're building. Uh, I, I've been really liking my Discord lately. It's it's a small, but like everyone's friends, and it's like actually pretty active and everything else. By the way, if you don't support us on Patreon. I'll still send you a free link to the Discord if you want in, um, as long as you're not a troll. Um, but it's it's awesome. But anyway, so she comes to game nights and stuff sometimes too. Shannon writes, um, if you could have anyone from history as a special guest on the podcast, living or dead, who would you choose? Personally, personally, I'd pick... I think I'd go Terrence McKenna slash Frank Zappa. Those are the two um, personal ones that I I love personally and would also love to ask them stuff and see their reaction to the current state of things, both mm. being people that were uh, keen on predicting where culture goes and would comment on culture and where we're going right and wrong and where it's strange. Yeah, I think I'd pick those two for me. Both dudes. I'd pick two white dudes. <laughs> just just two white men. That's who I'd pick. Um, it's like, I wonder how good Mother Teresa would be as a podcast guest, though. Like, is that she really what English, I'm using though, my she? one? There's a translator and in this scenario. Um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Kurt Cobain pops to mind for me pretty easily. Like he shaped a lot of my early attitudes toward life at a, uh, um, yeah, an impactful stage of, and formative years. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what he thinks about things. Um. And uh, oh, ask him if Courtney did it or if he did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ask him who like, really killed him, if it was him or someone else. I feel like I go uh, Einstein or Mark Twain, one of those, either one Albert? of those two. Yeah. <laughs> did you know Albert Brooks's Sometimes name he'll... is um? Sometimes you slip things in on me and I don't notice it until until later. People were giving me a hard time because I missed your police joke, which only made it funnier that I didn't catch it. I don't know if you remember. You were like, Name. oh, good, good. You, that's from, I don't know, that's from the music the, the episode music or something. Episode. But I was going to say, yeah. did you know that Albert Brooks... Albert Brooks's name is actually Albert Einstein, but he changed it to Brooks because there was already an Albert Einstein. But You're he's Bob Einstein's me. brother. Are Look you it up on Wiki. Me? 
and watch the Bob Einstein watch the Bob Einstein documentary too. That's how I learned it. Interesting. But Einstein would be a great choice, and he was such a playful dude. He was so playful. He was so fun, and he was such a visual thinker that you didn't need to like he he just he just did the math to prove what he was already like seeing and visualizing but he could like explain that yeah he thought know? in terms of geometry yeah 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 um so yeah that would be that would be a good one i i think i think he might be my top pick and i don't even sometimes i get bothered by the einstein cliche just because it's like genius is usually like environmental pressures moving about in right place right time like make someone stand out as like whoa where every time like darwin there's like russell wallace or whatever that has like the exact same idea at the same time and einstein and other physicists have like they're right there it was like ready the idea was ready to be had but yeah, he he went from. Thank God Einstein got the credit because what if it was some guy named Jones or something, and then yeah. you'd have to be like, "Hey, nice going, Jones." <laughs> Einstein is perfect. Nice Einstein going, is Einstein is perfect, and he handled it well. He made a lot of uh, he made a lot of good choices. He was a good dude. He was funny. Yeah, he would he would be good. He'd be good to have on. Yeah, That's, I don't like that he was a Nazi what, though. I just disapproved of that part of his. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, what about living? How about living, <laughs> living people? What do you go for? Oh, who would I talk to? Living? Oh, geez, I don't even think about living people. Um, uh, I mean, who is there? Uh, I talk uh, to you. That's fun. I like that. Talk to Duncan. That's fun. Um, oh, Esper- I'd love to talk to Esperanza Spalding. I'd love to talk to. I don't know who that is, actually. I'll pick that one. Is is that embarrassing? She's Who's a um, musician. Plays. I think I think it's kind of a deep cut. People know her, but she's more known in the jazz world. But I think the last two records she put out are not really jazz records. They're just kind of they're their own thing. But she's a musician and um. Just very interesting mind, and I'm always interested in what she has to say, musically and not musically. Other than that, I mean, who am I? Uh, I'll, I'm going to check my my Insta, who I follow, to see if which humans I forgot, because I'm totally bra- drawing a blank on living people. Already talked to Bob Saget; he's dead now. Uh, Norm Macdonald, I talked to Norm Macdonald; he's gone forever. Um, Albert Einstein, he's dead. He's just, you don't believe me? Go look it up. He's dead. I want to get you uh, all on my da, show da, da, da. one of these days. I mean, I've already had oh, Paul Claire. I want to talk to Claire Saffitz. Who's Claire Saffitz? From, from, uh, dessert person from Bon Appetit. I don't. The, the YouTuber, the cook. Not familiar. Oh, the people listening are going to know. Okay, I'll pick Clear, those two. Clear Saffitz. And, uh, yeah, who else? Man, it's weird going through looking at people who I follow and I see like Brody Stevens. I'm like, oh, right, Brody Stevens is gone. Just remembering people. No, I don't know. I guess the living is just not that interesting right now. And, um, like, I tried reaching out to ASAP uh, once. 
um because i heard we think kind of similarly by a book like we did similar venues for a while and like one of the bookers was like you remind me of aesop i was like i remind you of my favorite rapper (laughs) um uh, and i'm obviously obsessed as i'm always blabbing about it i feel like i would be too awkward though like any scientist i can be like all right i know just how to have a conversation with this person so oh i'm gonna th- i'm gonna throw in a couple more actually that i just thought of i'd like to i'd want to talk to lex friedman that'd be fun mm-hmm. from the artificial uh, intelligence mark, mark norman was just on his show that's perfect and i love because me and my mom both listened to lex friedman and mm. my mom would have probably never heard of mark norman but since she listens to that show she's like have you heard this comedian i just heard on lex friedman he was very funny mark norman and so there's this guy like talking about blowing his dad and like queefing and just yeah, because yeah, it's on yeah. that show she she finds it but yeah i, I love uh, i love the norm i'd actually i'd love to talk to I'd love to talk to our boy Jordan B. Peterson because especially of the recent things coming out, I'd love for him to clarify some of the things like you yeah. were you were accused of uh what is it? Uh calling calling conversion therapy moral grandstanding. Why why did you tweet that? And <laughs> yeah. what, what were you thinking? And that that doesn't go along with the stuff you were saying five years ago. Right. Uh Quest, Quest Love. I'd love to talk to Quest Love. Now I'm just going through podcasts and saying who I'd like to talk to. Quest Love Gomez. Ooh, Jim Carrey. Or not Gomez. What's his last name? Jim Carrey would be a Jim great Jim Carrey. Oh, man. We're yeah, agreed. cross out the other ones I said. Jim we Carrey. We need to get Jim Carrey on Mind Under Matter. That Oh, he would be great. He just turned 60 today him at for... the time that we're recording this. Damn, he's old now. I know. It made me sad when I was like... Oh my God, Jim Carrey's sixty. Oh my God, Jim Carrey's gonna he was die one 39. day. Thirty nine. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> gonna die a horrible, horrible death. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, Jim, all right. Some, Jim Carrey's our dream living guest. I some feel people. Like. I was. I was thinking of. I know I could just go on this forever. Now that I want to just talk to all these living people, but some people. Like it's not necessarily people you'd like that you'd want to talk to also. Like I was thinking what I want to, I would love to sit down with Ben Shapiro for, mm-hmm. for two hours and like ask him the questions. I just never hear him asked yeah, and yeah, see yeah. what, what, how he thinks of, of this thing and it doesn't have to be public or anything, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to talk to people I admire, but also I'd love to talk to people I, I disagree with. Mm-hmm. I'd actually love to talk to Donald Trump. That would be fun. I would I like, would what's like going to talk on there? To, I would like to talk to Donald Trump. Um yeah, I would like yeah, to Yeah, imagine talk getting to, him. to sit down with no He's no so one quick. recording it and hearing the real him cuz yeah. maybe that is the real him, but like what what is he like behind closed doors when it's not the show? Like Yeah, he doesn't have a filter, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he he definitely errors towards speed over like depth of <laughs> of thinking and yeah i uh, he he he's definitely he's definitely a character i have i i know this is like an alienating thing to say but gun to my head being honest i have way more of an issue with people like worshiping him with like donald trump flags and viewing him like a god than i do with 
actually Donald Trump the man. Like, there's always going to be a fucking new person that's, like, <laughs> gonna be sort of, like, conniving yeah. or shitty or whatever. Like, it's a I bigger think you say issue. The same with, that it, well, you say the same with Rogan, too. Well, actually, maybe now you kind of dislike Rogan a little more, but before yeah. you were like, I don't have a problem with Joe Rogan. I yeah. have a problem with all the, the blindly following people with him. I would say that's still more more true i'm still i'm like i'm actually i'm hopeful that one day there's gonna get to a place where rogan's gonna be like yeah okay now that we've cleared all that up okay now here's what everyone (laughs) should do like maybe there's some compromise where like thanks for getting the word out there about monoclonal antibodies or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have been so hard on vaccines or something like that will happen. I I would be thrilled. Like when Donald Trump goes on about how great vaccines are, I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I mean, it's, even though people think he's know, a clone now, I, or yeah, not everyone, yeah. but there's a theory that some people are, you know, so stuck oh, in course, their belief. Of course, of course, there's a fucking Donald Trump clone theory. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'd love to talk to Michael Garfield actually too. And you know what? I can and I have before. But <laughs> yeah. I, like he's alive, and you know, it just makes me think I should hit up Michael Garfield. Yeah, I'd love to up, ask him. You should love to ask him about some of this stuff. Yeah, Garf is a very, very, very good thinker. Um, and, uh, yeah, he will just pummel you with fucking books that he's read. Um, it's, he has such a good retention for names of people for citations. One of the best, one of the best citation people in the biz. Yeah. And like what Rogan does a bit of that say. too, where it's like his ability to cite people is like, God damn, that's. Like, you can hear from me on this show or here we are. I'm like, who is the person? Like, the concepts I got down, uh, no problems there. Not that it's perfect, but it's certainly not a deficit of mine. But, God, I can't remember, like, the fucking trivial, uh, what was that detail? Yeah. And, uh, like, Rogan's fucking on top of details uh, to a fault, I would say. And then... Uh, sometimes and then uh, Garfield's got like got like a good uh, mix of those yeah he's he's a super bright guy um, yeah it's unfortunate yeah, that like keep my up with. that's that's one of the worst things about COVID is my tolerance for far out thinking has like diminished so much because the stakes because the stakes are higher it's like I can't I can't play this game right now (laughs) like I don't get to go off in a fantasy world Uh, anyway but like I don't want to hear about fucking quantum physics like I'll just (laughs) that's what it sounds like in my head now I was like I sort of didn't like the abuse of like quantum physics type stuff before all of this. Not, I'm not talking about Garfield or anything. I'm just talking about like what stereotypes of far out thinking. I it sort of like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit sometimes. And now in the time of COVID, I'm just like, no, it's not a it's not a simulation. No, this is actually happening. No, we're not. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> and, and like my 
my tolerance is it's such a fucking bummer it's like it's less it's less fun for sure but i'm well, also maybe creative in five in other years ways. yeah maybe in five years you'll be back to hearing yeah, to about fun the again. quantum nature of reality <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you fix the quantums in your imagination <laughs> and focus on manifesting a quantum you can have as many quantums as you want this is a super fun episode. I like this because we got to be, it was a good mix of philosophical through little science in there and personal at the same time while letting the audience steer the ship a little bit. I'm going to like doing these Q&A episodes. This is a thing. This is a thing that we're going to continue to do. We're going to do it as the February bonus episode for those um, visionary and higher tiers on, on Patreon. Um, and the main thing, since we always plug Patreon, don't, you don't got to go out of your way and like start an Instagram account or whatever, uh, to like, just to support this show or anything like that. Yes, you do. What are you talking about? If you are on Instagram, just make sure if maybe like you follow both of us individually, make sure and follow the mind under matter podcast. And uh, if, if some of the highlights and stuff, I find myself doing it all the time where I'll find like, I'll see something really amusing. Someone's done. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot to hit the like button. If you see my Instagram, I, sh- I also share a bunch of other people's stuff. It's an awesome thing to do. Anytime you guys share on, on Instagram that you're like listening to the podcast or anything like that, I always try to reshare it and add it to my story as well. It's 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 uh, it helps people to hear good things from other people to make decisions, just like Ramin and I will talk about what TV shows that we like and make recommendations. It helps. Yellow Jackets. Have, I, I'll watch I'll watch Yellow Jackets. I just realized that I have uh, a Showtime thing because I have Hulu already. So I started watching. Um, billions, um, getting caught up on billions and Dexter. And then I'm like kind of taking a little bit of a break from TV or moderating a lot more. So I might get caught up on billions because Rihanna Banana, uh, our assistant, going to pay her and Steve a visit soon. She's into billions. We're maybe going to watch it together. Got a trip coming up. This is one of our last recordings. Whew, getting out and about a little bit, heading to Denver. I was going to put together a show. Rates are too high. Now I'm just going to visit some friends and stuff uh, uh, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know why I'm going on and on about what my plans are. Because you had five milligrams. Because I had five milligrams and I tend to blab. But thanks for the support. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, Again, always bonus episodes and tons and tons of comments uh, content and um, meetups and things like that on Patreon check it out patreon.com mind under pod slash mind under pod if you are so inclined and until next time keep on salivating honeys ding ding